Welcome, everyone, to Turnbuckle Trash. We have a great podcast uh, lined up for you today. Zane, Chris, and I will talk about the news of pro wrestling, including some highlights from WrestleMania and what's next for the Tribal Chief. Vince McMahon is back in charge and the merger that shocked the world. We'll have more on that and a musical salute to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But before we get started, a wrestling legend passed away. The Bushwhackers, who wrestled for the WWE, saw Bushwhacker Butch die in Los Angeles at the age of 78. Multiple-time tag team champions from all over the world, they did perform as the Bushwhackers, also the New Zealand Kiwis, and the Sheep Herders. So for Butchwhacker Butch, here's the Tin Bells. Up next, more Turnbuckle Trash as we're joined by Zane O'Mac. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. Well, 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 you just can't tell. Well, 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 my Michelle. I think it was Axel Rose that said that, wasn't it? Let me tell you, this is the Mac, the Z, the Z Mac, Zeno Mac. No, that was not me in the ring tearing my quad on WrestleMania. I did not do that. But with me is my co-host today, who he never underestimates me because that's my mother's job. And that is the man with the plan. At the very start, let me say, Dave, that we both have something in common. What's that? But I guess well, I guess we'll have to get on with the show to figure it out. Whoa. But that's you, the man, the doctor, the doctor of everything, the doctor of rock, the doctor of professional wrestling, the doctor of I don't know. Are you a doctor of anything else? Food, food consumption, food consumption. Food? Bacon! I'm bacon. bacon. Yes, I'm... Yes. Love me some bacon now. First, I need bacon. More bacon! I want bacon! That's you, Dave. Dave's here. I'm here. We're all here. And, and we're going to be so joined by uh, Christopher Evans in another segment on this particular podcast. So I'll be listening for Chris also. Chris? Yes. In North Carolina? Yeah. Oh, you got to say it right. North Kakalaka. Oh, is that how they say it back Well, then? that's, that's, uh, yeah, people in North Carolina would say North Kakalaka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys from North Carolina, they're awesome. Yes, they are. So, Dave, what a, goodness gracious, what a, what a, it's been a few days since we last recorded. Um, you know, we try to do this as often as we can. Sometimes it's a little bit hard for our schedules to line up, but we're here. And so that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters, and that's all there is. Dave, 
what a wild time it's been in professional wrestling the last week or two. Man, has Man, it alive. ever. All kinds of all kinds of news, all kinds of rumors, all kinds of things going on. But let's get started with something. We don't need to rehash everything because everybody's always been they've 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 done they've listened to their other podcasts, they've searched online, they watched the show. We don't need to do a whole huge gigantic WrestleMania recap match by match, but there is a few things that stood out to me that I want to talk to you about. Okay. Well, uh, first thing is, is um, I know you told me Saturday was probably your favorite show. Um, what was your favorite match? What was Why was Saturday your favorite? I just thought the flow was better. I mean, I can't really put my finger saying that it was so much better than Sunday night. I just know that I enjoyed it more than Sunday night. And it might've been, I might've been just wrestled out. You know, I watched the NXT, uh, watched Saturday night, watched Sunday and uh, just watching, you know, other things that I was doing. I was pretty much wrestled out by the time I got through uh, the, the last of WrestleMania for Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. 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 I could, I could see that. Um, that's not like you though, but you know, sometimes the, you watch the WWE and after, We've discussed this before. It's like being a dead horse out there. After 17 hours and 36 minutes of raw, you're ready to move on with oh, your life. Hey, you that's know? the truth. Same thing, with, <laughs> same thing with WrestleMania. It's like our favorite night of the year. It's our favorite time of the year. But after 6 to six to 9, no, Dave, not 69, 6 to 9 uh, hours of wrestling, it, it I can get a little bit like, all right, I'm going to watch John Wick fall down 37 flights of stairs or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then if you watch, you know, what happened during the week, you know, if you watch Monday night raw, then you watch uh, NXT on Tuesday night, you watch dynamite on Wednesday night, and then you're watching SmackDown and rampage on Friday night. And then I've also been watching uh, the um, major league wrestling on Tuesday nights. It's yeah. on reels. The women of wrestling, which our friend Rebecca wow. Tahaka is on, I got I got enough wrestling in me every week. Uh, it gets there. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. But hey, that's why you love it. That's why you I, love, I do love, love wrestling. It. Yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, I, I I would I would I would agree with you a little bit on that. Like I thought that Saturday was really good. I thought Saturday was just a touch more fun. Yeah, I think that's um, probably a good a good way to say it. Yeah, fun. I think it was kind of the hype, you know, being the opening. Everybody was really hyped, and uh, the crowd seemed to really be hot. Just about everything. I really, yeah, you know, I think back to Saturday, and I don't really know if I was a, a bad or not so good match to say, you know. No, I thought they were all very. I overall, I was very pleased, very pleased with what yeah. happened with WrestleMania. So, what, so what was your favorite match on Saturday? Ah. Uh, you know, I would have to, to kind of go uh, probably with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown uh, Women's yeah. title. It was killer. It was killer. Dude, that was such a great match, wasn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was just, oh my gosh. It was like, um, you know, just when you'd think one or the other one would, would you know, like like what is it all the Jim Ross calls it a teeter-totter or mm-hmm. a, a seesaw or so I don't know. A seesaw you know, wrestling match. back and forth yeah. and back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like just when you thought one of them was going to win, then I mean, they kick out and and uh, but 
you know, that really stood out to me too of how absolutely fantastic. And I am super glad to see how the WWE has done, you know, with, with the women's wrestling treating it a lot better than it has in the past. I mean, that was the match of the night. You know, the, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match was fun and it was a good match. And it, it was, like I said, it was an excellent, fun match, but I would say that, that Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match was like the main event, you know? Yeah. It told a great story in, in the ring, you know, yeah. that, that was the thing. Yeah, Here, absolutely. Here's the upcomer Rhea Ripley taking on the 14 uh, time world champion in Charlotte Flair and they had met three mm-hmm. years ago at WrestleMania. It was just a good story, and it ended in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was really good, especially when Charlotte Flair was clapping for her and uh, looked like she was genuinely happy. The internet went crazy because yeah. you saw a, a segment in there right at the end where you could actually see Rhea Ripley look down at Charlotte and say thank you, and that doesn't bother me at mm-hmm. all. I you know, but. Some people were they were just going crazy, you know. It was a botch. No, it wasn't. It was it was cool. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. You know the, the the internet gets a little wound up sometimes. Or yeah, they do on these things that you know they they make things out of nothing and it's Aww. just silly sometimes. But yeah, that was a great great match. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was excellent. You know. Uh, so I want to talk to you for a sec. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the commentary for WrestleMania. Um, so the first match uh, with John Cena and, and uh, Austin Theory, or can we, can we still call him that, or do we have to call him Theory? Now they've gone back to calling him Austin Theory. Can you believe it? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, don't worry. Give it three days. Vince is in charge. It'll be uh, back to Theory again. Don't get me started on that. Well, well, yeah, we will talk about that later. A little, little bit yeah. later, a little bit okay. later, a little bit later, yeah. But, uh, but dude, um, I just, isn't it interesting to me how, or to you, maybe how, like, there's different kinds of storytelling in wrestling. You know, there's the storytelling of, like, the match buildups. There's the storytelling in the ring. And then there's, like, the commentators and their portion of the story, too. Yeah, they are. The at-home audience. You know, it's a little bit different live, but the at-home audience, (laughs) how the commentary team is a part of that story as well. And um, I don't know why I liked it so much, but that John Cena-Austin theory match, I thought the commentary was just super good on that. Like, they kept talking about how, you know, theory, Austin theory, worshipped John Cena growing up, and this was his hero, and and, uh, you know, John Cena, you know, Corey Graves kind of plays the, you know, the heel, uh, the heel commentator and saying things about Cena and not being able to go anymore. And, you know, it was just super fun. That's all. Well, you know, um, I think I texted you this this afternoon uh, a couple of years ago when Pat McAfee uh, came on SmackDown and was with Michael Cole. At first, Michael Cole didn't know what to do with Pat McAfee because Pat is just nothing but, I mean, he's the energizer or buzzer. He's over the top. That's that's right. Yeah. But yeah. later on, yeah. I read an article with Michael Cole, and he said the one thing he learned from Pat McAfee was he learned how to have fun again calling the wrestling matches. And yeah. I, I think that, that was really very uh, 
very good of him to say that because, you know, I was a, I'm a grizzled old veteran of the radio wars. But when you get somebody who comes in and they're excited, it can rub off on you. And I've done a lot of yeah. sports play-by-play over my years. And it can mm-hmm. be fun, but it can also get a little old. And when you are doing yeah. TV commentary, here's the thing that I admire about TV commentators. I don't know if I could do it because you have someone in your ear telling you what to say yeah. all the time. You've got a director. And then, you you know, in the WWE, you had Vince McMahon, whoever was sitting back there producing the show, telling the announcers things to say. And at times, you know, you might not hear it right. And then you say it wrong. And there's many incidents, incidences that I've read about over the years with different commentators that said Vince would just go ballistic on them while they're trying to do their job. He's yelling, screaming, and cussing them in his earpiece, you know, and I can't imagine how difficult that would be. I would probably take my headphones off and go back to the back and me and Vince would have a little bit of a talk about saying, you know, there's a time Mm -hmm. you need to shut your mouth while I'm trying to do my job, you know, it's his job yeah. to give you, to give you lines and to pick up some, some things in that aspect. But, to, and Jerry Lawler was one that said he often ignored what, uh, what Vince would say because it just ruined <laughs> the flow of what he was trying to do. So I think when Michael Cole uh, said, you know, is he's having fun again. And then you mentioned Corey Graves doing a great job. He has picked up his game in the past year tremendously. He is he's yeah, he's absolutely. actually doing great now. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that a hundred percent. And and uh, that that I don't know, just just the whole the whole night the the commentary would seem to be really fun and right. really good and really added to to you know the show. And there's a lot of good stuff on Sunday too that was really enjoyable. You know some stuff I didn't really care about, like the Ronda Rousey, that big tag team match. That just seemed like a big mess and nobody knew there was, there was no lead, you know, like they always talk about wrestling kind of being like a dance thing, you know, one person leads, the other person follows and, uh, and like a ballet or whatever, you know, but that match just seemed to be like the Macarena or something. It was just all over the place. (laughs) Well, it was just a way to get some more people involved with WrestleMania. That's all all it was. They had a night like they had a match like that on uh, Saturday with uh, the men's tag team. Street Profits won that one. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we we praise Michael Cole and we praise Corey Graves. And I'm going to go back to NXT and uh, Todd Phillips. Is it Todd Phillips that does their play? Anyway, the guy that does their play-by-play does a good job. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that they could rein in just a little bit Booker T. He drives me nuts. He doesn't know when to shut up. And he's also doesn't know when to not trying to be too dramatic. You know, he don't want no vegetables. Don't want no water. He just want meat. Just drives me nuts. Yeah. It's forced. You know, um, yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 just annoying sometimes, you know. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Shucky, ducky, <laughs> quack, quack, quack. quack. <laughs> oh, Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Good too. He, yes, he is. I think he's he's coming along too, and he's got a little bit of a different way. He does commentary a little slower, a little bit more uh, uh, raw, I guess you'd say, just right. a little bit more rough around the edges. But he does a good job too. Yes, he does. And, and it really does make a. It really does, you know, for the at-home viewer and, and the people at home. Um, it really does help when you're when you're listening and you're seeing them tell that story along with what you're watching in the ring. It can really make or break a match. It really can. Really can. I'm glad you said that because but, I've always always yeah, believed that. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, um, but moving on a little bit, it, it was it was a good uh, show. But I want to talk to you a little bit too about um, one thing. I, I don't know why I, I ha- it hasn't clicked until this weekend. You know, I voiced my frustrations with, "Oh, come <laughs> on! WrestleMania was always just one night. It's supposed to be Sunday. It's supposed to be the biggest night of the year." But holy shnikes, whoever the person, or if that was Vince, or if that was uh, what's his bucket, the, the, I can't remember what his name is, the other guy that's kind of running the show now. Nick, Nick um, Khan. But yeah, yeah. Um, whoever came up with the idea of two nights of WrestleMania was a damn genius <laughs> to sell 80,000 seats two nights in a row. I mean, <laughs> From a business standpoint and a marketing standpoint, whoever thought of that was like, we're going to make these marks pay. Let's get them in here. Well, do you remember the story behind what happened, don't you? It was during the pandemic. Well, yeah. During yeah. the pandemic, they remember. they decided to do two nights of WrestleMania because they, they weren't going to get you know the crowd there because they were doing it in the Thunderdome. And uh, I I remember, and I'm I'm not patting myself on the back, but pat pat. I'm not tooting my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, I said <laughs> we'll never go back to a one night WrestleMania, and because it's a big enough event that I and and they have enough wrestlers to be able to pull it off on two nights. Yeah, and 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 I thought that too. Like it really does kind of give. Um, the talent a little, you know, like some of those matches that probably wouldn't be on the card get to be on the card because, you know, now we have 16 hours of wrestling instead of just eight. <laughs> and, and then you add NXT, you stand and deliver. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the, pre, and the pre, and the pre-show and the warm-up <laughs> show and the show before the show. Who do they think they are? Who do they think they are? The Super Bowl? So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Come on, <laughs> but but yeah, it was it, all in all. I thought it was a it was a good, you know, a rock solid event. Well done, pulled <laughs> off super great. So, right, I agree. You know, couple of things, couple of things that um, you know, weren't weren't super good, but they were few and far between. Um, some things were a little predictable, but that's okay. You know, I mean, we all knew Sammy and Ko was going to take it, right? But um, but. I did thoroughly enjoy those two work very, very well together. Yeah, they do. Um, 
and and uh, it was a good match, great match. But now Corey uh, Corey Graves said something during that match, right at the very beginning, the way the crowd was reacting to Sammy. He just did a throwaway line. I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but it was like an homage to El Generico, and he made a uh, comment about El Generico, who Sammy Zayn portrayed on the West Coast in an ROH at the beginning of their career, he was under a mask. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. A little homage and real wrestling fans would, would catch, would catch that. But a lot of people probably didn't. I thought it was really cool. I wonder what's going to happen to those types of little things. Now, I don't want to quite get there yet, but it, it kind of something to think about is what's going to happen to some of those things that we, they, the commentary team was able to say, Again, you know, oh, the former Impact World Champion and stuff, and now with Vince back in charge, they're raining that shiz back oh, in. You won't man. hear that stuff anymore. Oh, but but let's let's still wait to talk about that. Let's okay, still wait. Okay, I'm biting my tongue. Of, I, I still got a little WrestleMania in the in the in the trunk, man. I'm biting my tongue. My okay. okay, bite it for for just a little bit longer. Owie. Um, uh, tell me, tell me what. Your thoughts were like, I mean, you know, everybody knows by now that that uh, Cody he didn't win and Roman retained, and so tell me what your thoughts are on a couple of, of things that you liked, maybe things that uh, were a little bit predictable, uh, how the outcome was of Sunday and stuff. I, I tell you, you know, I I'm not going to uh, belittle the match with Cody and with Roman. I mean, that's 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 storytelling. A lot of people have said that Cody didn't get. I was surprised that uh, Cody didn't win, uh, but not upset by any means. I mean, you've got Roman Reigns got a chance to uh, hold the belt for over a thousand days. That could be what they're going for. Now, I'm not backstage. I thought the Brock Lesnar almost match, which was the first night, that was stupid. It was awful. It, it was. It was probably my that least was horrible. favorite. Horrible. Yeah, and I'm not a big Brock Lesnar fan in the first place. and But I think the person who got screwed out of a WrestleMania moment was Bobby Lashley. I know who you're going to say. Yep. Yeah, you knew I was yep. going to say that because... Absolutely. I was going to know you were going to say that. Yeah, Lashley was going to be going up against Bray Wyatt, and we don't know why it didn't happen. They had set it up. They had uh, talked about it. Uh, Brock Lesnar evidently didn't want to do the Bray Wyatt thing. And uh, Bobby Lashley said, sure. Then they they worked on it for two weeks, and then all of a sudden it wasn't there. Was it Vince, you know, bowing his back and saying, no, we're not going to do this? Was it, as the rumor is, that uh, Bray was injured or that he was ill or what? But I felt bad for Bobby Lashley because he is – Absolutely, he he hasn't really caught a break since he got back in the WWE. I agree, and he is such a talent, such a presence. I would love to see him get a title reign again. I would love to see him against uh, either Brock or Roman Reigns. I would just, I think that would oh, be yeah. fine. Yeah, I'd love it. You know, I was watching um, that. Uh, what was it? The WWE. Rivals or 
whatever. Oh yeah. It's one of the was it the A A and E yeah, one or whatever. Yeah. Right? And yep. and the one that one that was on when I was watching it was um Brock and Roman and how I think they've met five times in the ring and you know how anyways the whole TV series went on and on about how Brock and and Roman had this big rivalry that <clears throat> spread out over five years and stuff and and when Roman left because he had leukemia and like they touched on all of that but I I don't really I don't really know I kind of think back in my head if if any of the Brock and Roman matches were really that super fantastic like there was the one where he brought the tractor to the ring and that was okay that uh, was that was interesting yeah like but I'm trying to think like I can't really think of of a match that's like stands out to me between Brock and and him but. I think that him and Lash, uh, Roman and Lashley could probably put on a better quality match, especially with how Roman has improved. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll bet you they could put on a heck of a physical match. I would agree. It just seems like every time Brock gets in the ring, it's the same freaking crap. You know, you know, they, you know, everybody used to give John Cena crap because of the, the five the five moves of doom or whatever the only John Cena only knew five moves well for hell's sakes Lesnar only knows one so <laughs> well you got like, the F5 why does nobody care about Lesnar and you got the uh, German oh, suplex that's, that's it no well, I agree I agree yeah. no. you look on social media you look you, you talk to your average WWE fan and they're like oh Brock Lesnar screw him I don't you know he's not that good anymore and stuff but yet, when his music hits, the freaking roof blows off that place. Right. Every time. Every time Brock's music hits, everybody's like, oh my gosh, I didn't think we would see Brock here tonight. And and it's like, there he is. And all of a sudden, all the bad stuff and the negative crap you said about him, you forgot all of a sudden <laughs> when that music popped. <laughs> well, I will say this latest I, incarnation uh, of him as a face when he would come out in his cowboy hat and all that, I enjoyed yeah. that Brock a lot more than the guy came out and just did two moves and, and it was over with. Uh, I just, I just enjoyed that, that character a little bit more, but yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm over Brock. I really am. Yeah. For reals, for reals. It's time to pass the torch. We'll have more with Zane, including the salute to Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Coming up after we talk a little bit to Chris. It's next on Turbuckle Trash. I don't know karate, but I know karate. You think of men with menacing, icy stares that could freeze their opponents cold. Brutes who beat their foes into submission. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Hi everyone, once again it is time for us to have a special edition of Turnbuckle Trash. We're going to call this Chris Talks About. Chris, how you doing my man? My man. And we have a new undisputed bunch of bullcrap. <laughs> oh I take it you weren't uh, that thrilled I, with it, huh? I don't know where to begin. I don't know whether to 
bang my head across the wall or go back to the bathroom and decide to get sick again. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I was in shock and awe and Vince, take off the mustache. Do you know what Vince looks like to me? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Vegas Vacation with Chevy Chase. No, I haven't. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, because none other than Mr. Vegas was in there, Wayne Newton, and he had that little pencil-thin mustache and dyed black hair just like Vince does now. Uh, And that's what Vince looks like. He he looks horrible. Oh, it's awful. I figured how this is your disguise to come back into the company. Uh, I, 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 I'm just, yeah, I can't believe it. Okay, well let's let's get back to to WrestleMania weekend. You were disappointed in the main event on Sunday night. That's your main problem, right? With uh, Roman Reigns still being the champion. Tell me why. The build-up, the storyline was so good. Here he is, the outlaw that that left the company, went to TNA, went to the NWA, won the World Heavyweight Championship, and then put all his chips into All In, create AEW, gets kicked, gets leaves AEW, his foundation, his baby, comes back to the WWE, they create the story, and then all of a sudden, you crack open the egg, and it's an IOU. You build up this story, and this is the ending you give it. And then the next night, you basically shaft it all over him and the story. It makes no sense. What's your take? Well, you know, it it doesn't surprise me. I think I even saw it on on uh, on Facebook where you made the comment about, uh, well, the only thing that makes sense is, trying to give Roman that 1,000 days as the champion. Uh, I think that yeah. was a comment you made to Andrew so well. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed in it. Not completely surprised. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. towards the end of the match when the there was that ref bump in there, I told my wife, I said, okay, here's something that's going to happen. Then the Usos show up, and then they get uh, kicked up by Sammy and uh, – and by uh, by Kevin, and then uh, who comes out? Who had already been kicked out? But it was uh, Solo with that that Samoan spike, and then the win by Roman Reigns. To me, it was a little bit of a letdown. I wasn't totally. I wouldn't say I was one hundred percent surprised, but mm. I would have liked to have seen at least um, him finish the story because they they had been talking about that for so long. But I wasn't 100% surprised because that's what professional wrestling does, tries to get controversy to get people like us talking about them. But I was a a little bit disappointed. Yeah, it was disappointing. You build up the story, but that's what wrestling is about, is storyline. And to make the story to where you're you're all in, no pun intended, uh, (laughs) but just you're... No pun intended, but uh, I mean, it's just, it's all the same thing. Think that you've got this down pat, and then all of a sudden the, the curtain gets pulled back, and the Wizard of Oz comes out to be none other than Dan Aykroyd or something. You don't know. I mean, good Lord. We were expecting this heartfelt story of this man to come back, and what do we have? We still have 
uh, acknowledge someone to keep coming out every day. Okay, I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to break the streak of Bruno San Martino. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to break his long streak. Okay, that's fine. But why build up a story like this? Makes no sense. I, and everybody, I, I, they got I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. But didn't Bob Backlund hold the title longer than anybody else in the WWF, WWF, WWE, whatever it was called then, or was it Bruno? I think it's still. It was still Bruno. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let me look and see. I think it was. Uh, I, you could be right. It could have been Bob Backlund. Because I know Backlund had say. it forever. I mean, before he got beat uh, by the Iron Chef. The Iron Chef. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Iron Sheik. I guess I'm hungry or something. <laughs> I love that show, The Iron um, Chef, too. <laughs> I'm getting old. What can okay. I say? But I think it was Bob Backlund yeah. that held it forever, and then the Iron Sheik won, and then a couple of weeks later, that's when Hulk Hogan won. So, um what did you find out if you found out anything yet? Uh, Bruno San Martino. There's no way on God's green earth this is going to happen. 2,803 days. Yeah, I hope not. Because my wife no, because- my wife said right after the uh, WrestleMania Sunday night was over, she went, who who else is tired of this story? And I was going, me, 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 me. So. Yep. Bob, uh, Bob Backlund, 2,135 days. So Hogan is the third at 1,000. 1, 474. Yeah, that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to probably try to end. I, I just don't see it happening, though. I mean, you've held the title for almost three years. You've held the title three years. So that's a long enough for me. You can only have a stake for so long before it's time to get planned. So come on. You know, it's over. Let someone else hold on to it. But we'll never see another rain like this probably ever no, I don't think that's going to happen. But, but you know what? What's what's next for Roman? I mean, uh, you've got uh, Brock Lesnar attacking Cody, so that's the next um, that's the next feud for Cody Rhodes. But who's going to be stepping up to say, okay, Roman Reigns? Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, is, are they going to bring in somebody else? Are they going to have it be Bobby Lashley? Maybe I could handle that one because I love Bobby Lashley. And he got screwed over in WrestleMania this week or this year because of what happened with Bray Wyatt. But uh, is it going to be Sheamus? Is it going to be Gunther? Uh, I don't see who that next opponent that's going to draw money. And after all, that's what it's all about. Who's going to draw for the uh, the title now with against Roman Reigns? I just don't. I don't know who it is, and I I hope it's not going to be Brock again. I mean. Come on, Brock Lesnar. Nah. I'm so over that guy. I I don't. I I could care less if he's even there anymore. I don't think it will be Brock. I think what will happen is, and you were right when you picked this one. I think we have an up and coming rising star in Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory they're going to make him a big push. I think that he's going to be the next one that they will you know put the mantle onto, but. Is he star power? No. Is he a is he a draw? Mm, maybe. But uh, Cena, just for men. That's all I gotta say. 
Well, yeah, you. Were, I, I was going to say here to go here go back to his daddy JBL because they they almost look mm-hmm. like twins now. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. B- before sure. Mania, you and I were talking on one of the podcasts, and we were talking. You were saying that it was going to be Cena was going to win the U.S. title and hold on to it oh, for yeah. a couple of weeks. But and I said, mm-hmm. uh, here's Austin Theory, and what a better way to really give him a push than to have him beat John Cena, and that's what happened. And so I pat myself yeah. on the back. But do you think uh, Theory is ready to make that push towards? the championship yet? Do you think he has that kind of star power? No. <laughs> I, I really don't. He, he's got the heat with yeah. the fans. He's got that. But as a star power, no. He's not a draw. He's not a uh, a high card. Can he become one? Of course he can. Yeah. I think uh, he's still a couple, a couple years, years away. Yeah, with a couple of years and everything, I think he could become a major star. Yeah. But right no, uh-uh. No, he's he's just a glimmer in the eye. He's not he's not ready for the grandest. He's he's been on the grandest stage, but he's not ready for main event. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But what do I know? I mean, I'm just someone that you know talks and gives the opinion, and if people like it, great. And if they don't, okay, I'll give it to you no matter what. Here, here's the scenario. Okay, let's just let's just throw this out there. Uh, the scenario mm-hmm. would be that Roman continues with the belt for a while. And you've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, you know, evidently setting up with a feud with the Usos again for that belt. Could it happen that maybe uh, the Usos win uh, the tag titles back, maybe by SummerSlam or something, and Sami Zayn continues on to take on uh, Roman Reigns for the title? Because... You know, Sammy's just red hot right now, but can he keep up being that red hot for that long? Um, I think they probably missed the boat by not putting Sami Zayn in a three-way with um, uh, with Cody and Roman Reigns uh, for the title. I thought that was going to happen, but they they decided to go ahead with the tag titles against the Usos. So I don't know what that next um, who that next. Um, opponent's going to be for Roman because it's got to be somebody that's drawing heat from the crowd, uh, good face heat. I've got one thing. I've got one person that might, and that's – who is that big son of a gun with MVP? Uh, what's his name? On NBC? With, with MVP. Oh, almost? Yes. I see him as somebody that, you know, the next Royal Rumble or Money in the Bank. Guess what? Money in the Bank's coming up. Yeah, that's uh, true. I see him going into Money in the Bank. You never know. He could be the next one because he's got the star power now. He is the big monster. Um, and let's face it, watching him and Brock Lesnar go at it at WrestleMania was like watching paint dry. It was a good match. See it first, having Brock being thrown everywhere. But the match wasn't entertaining. No, it wasn't. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that good. So one yeah, of my, one of the least entertaining good. matches of the night. Okay, I've got yeah, a I've was... got a scenario for you. Are you ready for okay. this one? 
what, what, money in the bank coming up. Who will enter? Mm-hmm. Gunther. Yep. Gunther wins. I think he's got enough of that heel heat that it could work with Gunther becoming the heel and then there, you know, Roman going back to becoming a face. A face kind of like you know, Stone Cold was. You know, he was the bad yeah. face. You know, he was still mm-hmm. the, the the bad guy. He still wrestled. He still cheated. But he was getting cheered by the audience. Face it, Gunther mm-hmm. is never going to be uh, a face in, uh, in this country. He's just he's yeah. just got that, that air about him as a heel. I just can't see him being oh. a face. I think that might be... That could be that next uh, uh, that next person for Roman Reigns, and I could I could maybe get behind that one, or Bobby Lashley, either one. Well, I can see that happening. I mean, we we've, we've seen this guy going. You know, he had a match with Sheamus and McIntyre at WrestleMania. It was a back and forth. He kept up the pace. I don't know how they got these guys still have their chest with all those slaps. Unreal. Huh? I don't know. Seamus's chest was bleeding yeah. on one of the slaps given to him. His chest was was not gushing blood, but he had blood trickling down. And my hats off and my hair too to these guys. Uh, it, it was just, it was an amazing match. Those three put on one heck of a, a contest at WrestleMania. It was good. Now you tell me what was the most outstanding match that you saw at WrestleMania? Which one just you know? wanted to make you just keep clapping and cheering for the match. To me, it had to be Sami Zayn and the Usos and Kevin Owens. That was everybody's match. And we all we knew who was going to win. We knew it. Yeah. So, I think that, one, that uh, was a good one. But mm-hmm. the one I really looked forward to the most was Gunther in that triple threat against uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Sheamus. I think it uh, lived mm. up to the expectations. I really enjoyed that one. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, I would say Mania was a good, if not somewhat predictable weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was surprised that uh, John Cena didn't win, although I kind of understand why. But, uh, and then, you know, the the, the tag ma- match with the women, with uh, the with Lita and uh, against damage control. And what are they going to do with, uh, with Bailey now? She was supposed to be on Monday night raw and uh, Mr. McMahon and his infinite stupidity. I mean, infinite wisdom uh, pulls her off the match completely pulls her off TV. I mean, Bailey still gets a lot of heat from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it time for her to turn face somehow? I think so. I think it's time for her to turn back face if mm-hmm. that can if that can help. Uh, she's yeah. been a heel long enough. Uh, why did McMahon do what he did? We'll never know because I mean McMahon is just it is something that we'll never understand. Just you know, it's like a Ford owner saying, "I'm tired of you and going to Chevrolet." Who knows these days? We don't know, but it's, but I don't know. But WrestleMania was great. Uh, my least favorite match. Dominic and Ray. You didn't like that one? No. It, the storyline was okay. I, I think that uh, the, the, the police the police van with him in handcuffs and shackles 
and with the Ray Mysterio mask, I looked at it and I went, but dude, they're already out of jail. Why are you coming in that? Are you on work release? What's the deal? It was okay. I was expecting more. I really did out of it. I figured Latino heat or when he came out in the car for Eddie, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero, I thought the car was beautiful. And that had to do with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So. Hey, but, and by the way, before we get too far out subject and I forget, I'm going to take go my ahead. hats off to somebody that I would very rarely take my hat off to, and that is Snoop Dogg. I'm not a fan. I, you know, no. I, I just, I'm no. not into that genre of performance. And I, I hesitate yeah. to call rap a, a music because I don't see a lot of music into it, although I do respect it as a performing art, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I see it as a performance. But yeah, when on the, the second night of WrestleMania, after what happened with Pat McAfee and uh, Greg Kittle on the, the first night against The Miz, uh, that was entertaining. Then the second night, he calls out Shane McMahon, and McMahon comes out and he blows out his knee or his quad, although from what I understand, it doesn't require any kind of surgery at this point. But you could tell the man was injured the way they got him out of the ring and then to have Snoop and the Miz do something mm-hmm. together to where Snoop actually beats the Miz saved yeah. that segment completely. And I hats off to both of them for, mm-hmm. I don't know who made the call to say, you guys have got to come up with something on the fly or if they had talked about the possible, if someone gets injured, uh, this is what we're going to do. I have no idea because I'm not behind the scenes. And you could see Shane's knee just blow out and he hit the ground and hit the mat. And then you could see this confusion on the Miz and they got Shane out of the ring so fast to be treated. Then uh, here comes Snoop in to drop that pathetic looking elbow and then do the the, the move, which it was, you know, it was so slow. (laughs) And then to have the Miz sell it. You know, hallelujah for the Miz, and he's one of my favorites. But to have him sell that and to have Snoop Dogg win, hats off to both of them, uh, those performers, for saving that segment. I mean, I saw a lot of people say, thank you, Snoop, for saving it. Hey, no, thank you, Miz, uh, for being part of saving it. And uh, hats off to Snoop. Whoever came up with that on the fly, my hat's off to them, too. Thank you, Miz, for you know, embarrassing yourself on that grandest stage for, you know, letting this drug-infested. But uh, the thing of it is with the Snoop Dogg, if you ever took his blood, half of it would be weed and half of it would be we don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, but thank goodness, thank goodness he was there, but thank you, Miz, for, you know, embarrassing yourself. But you could see it on the Miz's face when Shane jumped and you see his quad or knee blow the Miz had no idea what was going on, and yeah. Shane didn't could. But let's face it, Shane, you're 55 years old. You're not as young as you used to be. Your face was round. You looked like the Kool-Aid man coming down the aisle. Um, I didn't know whether to get a red, you know, get you a red suit and go, hey, Kool-Aid's here. But no, it was bad. Shane, stop. It, it, it's time to stop. That You're trying to show your daddy that you're still young. 
but you're not a spring chicken anymore. And time, Father Time caught up with you, and he tore your quad to say it's time to stop. But, you know, so, uh, he still is the one-man human sweat gland. I mean, that man yes, sweats more than anybody I've ever seen. But, uh, you know, I, he, he got yeah, injured yeah. trying to do something, so I'll give him some respect for that. But, you know, I'll he's going to up there. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a segment that could have gone extremely bad, and it was bad enough as it was. So the Miz and Snoop Dogg, hats off to you. Yeah, hats off to them. But Flair and Rhea Ripley was a close second. Now let's see what happens with Charlotte. Uh, maybe some time off, like she hasn't had enough. But I just don't, uh, I don't know. It was a good match. <laughs> I'm glad that Rhea, now Rhea is a grand champion. She won almost every title to be. And uh, the next female, the next female match was kind of disappointing. I figured they would, you know, have Oscar win. But Oscar reminds me of a, uh, messed out jokers sometimes. I mean, that 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 face paint. That's I mean, awesome. It, it looks it looks so cool the way she has it, but it's almost like someone just says, "Close your eyes," and you know, somebody with Tourette had put it on her. You know, I love that it's makeup good. on Oscar. It's good. I mean, yeah, but it, it, it's weird. I mean, it's very weird to look at, but. I figured they would have Oscar win the title, but, uh, you know, I think even she's thinking about Lee. Uh, I don't know whether she'll want to go back to Japan because someone else is in Japan that wasn't the WWE. Yeah. I figured she would go to uh, back to Japan because she's had her time. She's done everything that needs to be done. She yeah. held every time. The part of that match that I liked with uh, Bianca, was it was back and forth. Both of them had their high spots. They were doing really well. There was a couple of portions where once where they had a tug war going on with Bianca Belair's hair with that ponytail, and then when Oscar, who's been uh, kind of you know hinting at possible a uh, heel change, she loads up and start yeah. and she blows that blue mist in the air, and uh, she mm-hmm. misses Bianca's face and. The look of the referee, Bianca and Oscar, at all time, all three of them together, when that blue mist goes in the air, I thought was one of the highlights of that match. Oscar's current persona is like she did in Japan. She she was that type of character there, with the face paint and all that. And uh, there was t- oh. there was I don't know if you saw on on uh, social media. Uh, there was pictures of her at uh, the induction ceremonies uh, for the great Muta, who was one of the best performers of his era. And there was just a oh, nice yeah. little picture of uh, the other uh, member of the Kabuki Warriors when they had that uh, tag team. And then you have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and you have Asuka. And Asuka had on this beautiful blue dress and it was just a very modest very classy looking dress and i even told that to my wife because i think oscar is a beautiful woman no matter what she's wearing i think she's just one beautiful woman and i i said 
what a classy outfit for a classy event, a Hall of Fame ceremony, which, you know, sometimes when you do the red carpet thing for Hollywood, they're trying to see how little clothes they can wear or how shocking they can do. Asuka, who, who's been known to shock with some of her stuff, here she was in just a simple blue classy dress. And I thought, wow, that was a very, very appropriate thing for that particular ceremony for the Great Muta. And I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Kudos to the WWE for doing, uh, when the little girls, the little children had come out, did you hear about one of them? Did you hear about, there's one particular little girl whose mother passed away that day oh, no. of WrestleMania. There was a little girl, she came out first. And her mother, that was the first one that came out, her mother died on WrestleMania. She passed away, but still, they asked her, this little girl, and I guess her dance studio, dance group, to come out with Bianca Blair. Now, I could be wrong about that, but all I heard about it was this little girl that came out with her, her mother had passed away, and Triple H said, okay, I've got something for you. And to help you and your family out, let's bring you guys in here and we'll take care of this. Saul, who was in the in the crowd at WrestleMania for Cody. Well, there was his little girl was there. His oh, okay. little baby girl was there. And also, Brody Lee's son was there, too. Yeah, I saw that and he gave him the belt. Yeah, he gave him the belt. Now, I was uh, kind of shocked about that. Yeah, I me figured, too. Wow, they, they let, AEW let Brody Lee son do I mean but he's not under no contract with AEW but I mean I thought it was a, a kind gesture yeah, because that's what needs to happen we'll have more with Chris in just a little bit he'll rejoin us in just a few more minutes here on Turnbuckle Trash ladies and gentlemen may I have your attention please wait for the signal wait for it let's go this is Turnbuckle Trash. So let's let's um let's shift those gears, baby. Let's oh. move on to the. Let's get some meat. Let's get some meat. <laughs> I want to get some meat. No water, no vegetables. I just want meat. <laughs> well, Dave, it's your turn to 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 break out the. Uh, Break out the bacon here. Go for it. It's all yours. Take it. Run. Well, steal the bacon, Dave. Steal the bacon. I'm going to steal the bacon right here. Put the bacon out with the bathwater, too. Uh, The biggest (laughs) news coming out WrestleMania weekend was the news that Endeavor Sports and WWE are merging to form a corporation uh, valued at over $21.4 million, something like that. And uh, Endeavor owns, and Chris and I talk a little bit about this in a segment we have coming up, but Endeavor owns UFC, and they also owns the Power Slap, which I despise, uh, but um, I just stupid. But they, they have that, and now the WWE is going to be in, involved with it. What I did earlier today is I put together kind of like a news story, and I have some audio clips from CNBC. Give them credit. They were the ones that did this. I put this together with help 
of a couple of different websites and more. But I wanted to give CNBC credit for doing this very good uh, story. And I'm not a fan of CNBC, I'll tell you that right now. But they did a good job on this. So we're going to play that. And then I wanted to also come right back, right after that, and play a little parody song about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And we'll talk more about that. Let's get right to that story from CNBC. The WWE and UFC parent company Endeavor have officially agreed on a merger. Now, the total value of the merger is said to be at least $21.4 billion. Endeavor will hold 51% of controlling interest and the WWE shareholders in control of the remaining 49%. The new company, which is yet to be named, will be traded under the ticker symbol TKO. Now, interviewed on CNBC, Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel noted he sees endless opportunities by adding the WWE to his company. Combined, it's, uh, it's rarefied air, the two of us. And I think the analysts will be able to do it. It's good for the shareholders of WWE and for the shareholders of, of Endeavor. The move is also said to be financially beneficial to one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who will maintain a position of power with the new ownership. In that same interview on CNBC, McMahon said this. I'm always looking what's best for our stockholders, what's best for the company. This is the best thing that's happened in a long, long time. All of the WrestleManias combined have been 39, including uh, tomorrow. Um, Does it really equal to the magnitude of, of what we will do together? The new company will be led by Emmanuel as the chief executive officer. McMahon will act as the executive chairman of the board. And Mark Shapiro will serve as president and chief operating officer of both Endeavor and the new company. Now, Dana White will be president of the UFC. Nick Khan, who currently serves as the same position, will be president of the WWE. The transaction is pending regulatory approval and is expected to close in the second half of 2023. You are the WWE and the WWE is you. So why? Uh, it, it, it's the right time. It's the right time to do the right thing. And it's the next evolution of WWE. Now, on July the 22nd of last year, Vince McMahon announced that he was retiring from the company at the age of 77. Now, he did this on a temporary basis because he was accused of basically taking a lot of money from the WWE. Now, we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on. But remember, this is an accusation. He was accused of paying millions of dollars to various women in exchange for silence over relationships and misconduct with those women. Vince came out of retirement in January saying he was preparing to sell the WWE. Cage Side Seats uh, reports this. On March the 20th of 2023, the WWE Inc. Uh, entered into a reimbursement agreement with Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the company's chief executive chairman, director of controlling stockholder. The agreement provides that McMahon will pay the company approximately $17.4 million 
to reimburse the company for the costs that have been incurred and paid by the company and or its subsidiaries through January the 31st of 2023 in connection with and or arising from the investigation into the scandal. Now, opinion here, that is not a news, this is not part of the news story, opinion. 17.4 million taken from the company. Um, sounds like theft to me. Once again, that is my opinion. Now, Vince McMahon reportedly is back in control of Monday Night Raw, especially in the creative. The Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania was, my opinion, one of the worst wrestling programs I have ever seen. There was a lot of backlash on the internet. Vince is back in control. Is he going to let his ego get involved? It's all about the money. Now, he had that character of Mr. McMahon, which was very egocentric. But was it far from what Vince really is? The actions of the past year, I would say, not that far. Here's a parody of sorts about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Remember, this is just a parody. Earlier tonight, my father, Vince McMahon, retired from WWE. This is the, the company that he created, that he founded, and he wanted to make sure in his retirement that he thanked all of you. Pick up on this! Pick up on this! Daddy's coming home! Hey! I'm a greedy man. Greedy man. I'm a greedy man. I'm a greedy man. But he's got to be one of the most miserable people I've ever seen. And I want more, more, more. Wait a minute, sister. You got to have something to sit on. Boy, carry you home. Don't say I ain't got it. I'm the good man doing that here. Oh, there is. I'm a greedy man. I'm a greedy man. Man, he is one sick puppy. I'm a greedy man. What'd you think? Um, I thought the parody was good. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I, I don't understand. Okay. You're going to have to, what is it they always say, Dave? Talk to me like I'm in, talk to me like I'm a, like a, like a, trying to explain this quote merger to 
somebody who's I don't want to say like a child because a child really wouldn't care about a merger. Uh, who would care about a merger, Dave? Financial people that got some money. Does that make sense? Okay, talk to me like I'm not. Talk to me like I'm not a financial person with money. Because I, I tried to, I texted you. <laughs> I That's texted easy you to do, Zach. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Uh, oh, don't be self employed, they said. You'll make all this money, they said. <laughs> yeah, they said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You work also 23 and a half hours a day. So you don't have time to record your favorite podcast with your favorite friend <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but. So I, I guess I'm a little bit confused on this whole thing, and you kind of explained it to me a little bit over uh, SMS messaging. Um, so it's a so they didn't get bought out; they merged. I don't understand what's going on. T- help me. Well, Endeavor has the controlling interest in the con- in the company, which will be traded as TKO when you if you're watching. You know, you're watching with the financial news and they got the stock market. You see TKO, that will be the merged company. Endeavor is the owner of UFC and uh, PowerSlap. Endeavor is now the majority stockholder in the WWE. WWE shareholders, which you are one of, uh, owns like 49% of the company. Nick Khan is still the president of the WWE portion. Dana White over UFC. But the executive vice president over WWE is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Now, Vince is also rumored to be back as the head of uh, creative for the WWE which I think might be the biggest mistake this whole thing went. But a merger is different than a sale because even though Vince gets money in the deal, uh, he is still working for the company. He just doesn't make all the decisions like he did before. How long that's going to last, your guess is good as mine. A merger just means two companies are coming together to form one. If if uh, Endeavor would have bought out uh, the WWE, paid the $9.2 billion that they wanted, uh, then they would own lock, stock, and barrel. But now it's just two, two different or three, three different companies under one umbrella. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm trying to think for how to how to phrase this because it I it kind of makes me want to get a little bit kind of makes me want to swear a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Kind of gets my, kind of gets my veins poking out, and my eyes get all bloodshot for a minute. But why does why does Vince care? Go retire, man! Like I don't understand what this is all about. He he makes this big power play to get these cronies on the board so that they can reinstate him, so that he can sell his stock. Why didn't he just sell his stock? I don't get it. Power the trip. He already has. Billions, like what? power trip. Go the hell away. Go live on your go live on your yacht, man. <laughs> you know the thing that ticks me off about this whole thing. Now, honestly, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people are like me. Not everyone, because everybody has different opinions. 
But the thing that really upsets me about this whole situation was back in July, I think it was around July the 22nd, Vince actually retired, quote, quote, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because he had taken millions, not thousands, not hundreds, millions of dollars to pay off women who he'd had dalliances with, affairs and more. Millions of the company's money. That's you, Bubba. He took your money. You're a shareholder. Mm -hmm. Now, back in March, March 23rd, Cage Side Seats had an article that said that Vince had agreed to pay back to the WWE. Listen to this. Pay back to the WWE $17.4 million. What an ass hat. You know, the... The man deserves to be in jail. That's my opinion. That's embezzlement. That's embezzlement, dude. It's embezzlement. It's stealing. It's, and then he gets back and he does what he did a week ago, the Monday night uh, after, the Monday night Raw after Mania, which was pathetic because he changed everything at the last minute like he always does. He goes in and takes a show. He doesn't like a segment because it doesn't suit his vision. And he changes everything. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins. I don't know if you got to watch last week or not. Seth Rollins did a bit backstage where he's talking about Logan Paul. And he goes back and he goes to the ring. The crowd singing his little song, that little chant that they do for him. And then they go to a commercial break. And you come back and you expect something to happen in the ring with Seth, but no, he's walking back from the ring to the back back room. And it comes out this what week. What a great time to cut commercial. Yeah, but what happened was Vince decided to cut Seth Rollins' spot after Seth got to the ring. If I'd have been Seth, I think I'd have been a... Yes, there's a video out there that a fan video that happened to be there that night, and you can actually see someone from the front office talking to Seth, and he's a little bit upset when he leaves the ring to go to the back. That whole segment was cut for no apparent reason as far as I could tell. I I think I texted you that night, Monday Night mm-hmm. Raw, 58. Eight minutes of the first hour. 58 minutes. Highlights, one match, which had almost against Elias. A squash match. 58 minutes of wah, 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 wah. It was a yak fest. Might have been, I should have been watching The View. And you know how much I love The View. But oh, yeah. it was yeah. ridiculous. And the rest of the show wasn't much better the other two hours. It was brutal to watch. I remember I was uh, sitting on the, my easy chair saying to my wife, I said, this, this is awful. This is pathetic. And you know, like I know, wrestling fans look forward to that Monday Night Raw after Mania. 
and nothing happened. Oh, it yeah, was dude, pathetic. Yeah. Not this year. Awful. Awful. Uh, I don't know. You know, wait, uh, it's like here you and I have been really trying to be positive about the WWE because it's like I, I, I think we both get tired of negativity like exactly. so much in our, you know, there's so much negativity in, in our in our lives around us and stuff. And professional wrestling is something that we enjoy and we love. And, and it's fun to kind of um, draw a blank for a minute and watch some pro kick back and watch some wrestling and, mm-hmm. you know, and enjoy yourself. And, and like all this negativity stuff, we try to stay away from, but it's really hard to stay positive about all this crap lately in the WWE. Yeah, and that's what that's what it is. It's, it's really hard to not want to talk and sit here and make this a whole podcast about Vince being an asshole and and stealing shareholders' money. And you know the 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 shareholders we should revolt and sue and remove him from the board. I know that you there know. was a lawsuit that was filed in Vermont shortly after he resigned or retired. I don't know where that's gone, yeah. where it went to, uh, but it was in the in the state of Vermont. It was a class action suit. Don't be surprised, Vane, Zane, Vane, Zane, if you don't get some kind of of um, envelope in the mail or email talking about that yeah. as a class action lawsuit because you are a small shareholder. Now you said, to, Ryan. yeah, Dadgum right. You can make one hundred seventy bucks, right? So, Dave, uh-huh. if I sell right now, uh-huh. if I sell right now, my total return is one hundred and seventy-four dollars and twelve cents. Yeah. I I own. I'm a big one, Dave. Big one. Three point two eight eight shares. Whew. Man. Yep. Moving up. <laughs> Moving up. You making the money, baby? Now. We talk, you know, we talk about the negative, but they've taken a negative and made it into a positive. You remember the maximum male models? Did you ever see that? Yeah. How bad that was? Yeah. Well, now they're doing a segment where they're going to add Otis as a model. You know, Otis, what, five foot eight both ways? And it is hilariously funny. Yeah, he has that mustard all over his shirt. Oh, I love it. Hands in the car. (laughs) And he's like, what? What? (laughs) And then the street prophets, uh, Montez Ford, he's going to be a huge star. When they decide to break Mm up the the street prophets as a tag team, uh, he's going to be a huge star. He's got the charisma. He's got the the talk. He's got the moves. And uh, so there's some positives in the WWE. My problem is I hope that Vince doesn't do such a power play that he gets gets rid of people again like Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, and um, Candice LeRae, all those people that he let go when he was on his little power trip before he had to retire, Yeah, and then Triple H uh, came back in. I hope that doesn't happen, but don't be surprised. Just... Well, don't be surprised. Nothing surprises me. No. 
it's just it's hard, man. It's hard to stay positive. Yeah, you know, it is. Um, like, especially you know, you see things other out in the media and and other people right now um, for similar things. And New York City or or New York State is opening up, you know, indictments towards him, and uh, he happens to be a former WWE uh, personality for a little yeah. while. But uh-huh. <laughs> well, in the uh, Hall of Fame, yeah, um, yeah, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yes, Mister. I think Mister Trump former, is. Yeah, number forty-four, number forty-five. Uh-huh. Do we dare say his name on the? I don't know if we dare say his name, Dave. You dare, you dare. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, a lot of that stuff that's going on with Trump right now, and then uh-huh. we're just making a big deal out of it. And here Vince does the same thing, and it's like crickets. Yeah. But yeah that, I don't know. You know, and it's silly to me why Vince is worth, Vince is worth, how much, what do you think his net worth is? Should we look and see? Let's consult the book of knowledge real, real quick. Vince. $1.43. Like, man, net worth. Vincent Man net worth three point one billion. Billion. With billion. a B. Yeah. Billion. But you know, <laughs> I, I would still I'm I'm gonna say this and I and I mean this in all sincerity. There's a lot of people that always ask, you know, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? Vincent Kennedy McMahon would be on my Mount Rushmore because he changed the game. He changed everything in wrestling. But does that mean I like him now? I like what he's doing now. I, I just, I just see it. And it's my opinion. And I could be completely 100% wrong. And if I am wrong and I hope I am, all I'm seeing is a man who's 77 years old, that doesn't want to give up uh, his power, and he's a, a workaholic in the first place, that he wants to be involved, and he doesn't care who he hurts. And that is more like the Mr. McMahon character that he played in the ring, and I I was hoping yeah. that that was a character and not him. But right now, i got to say, it seems like it's a lot of him that he portrayed in the ring as Mr. McMahon. I hope I'm wrong. And, you know, I will say I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But I just don't see how you can get away with stealing that amount of money. And that's, to me, that's what he did was steal company funds. Now, he's he's reimbursing. Does that make it wrong, right? No, it doesn't make it right. He still stole it. Reimburse with interest. Yeah. And it, that's you know uh, that's what ticks me off. And 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 I want to know, like you know, okay, okay, let's you're so you're working at the WWE headquarters, Dave. You're back there in Connecticut. And you're you know you're crunching away, counting your beans, counting your beans, and you're like fourteen million dollar check to who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like, why is this? Why is this in miscellaneous supplies? <laughs> you know, like, like how do you just how, how do you how do you just like where do you hide fourteen million dollars? You, you know, you write that check like, to Susie like, Boom Boom Kowalski. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, he's like, you know, 
I mean, what the heck is Vince doing? Like, put it on his coat. Oh, like, and he goes to his prostitute, and he's like, oh, do you have Square? Can I run my company credit card? You know? like, I can Venmo like, you a couple million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. So piss on the company, too, for allowing that to happen. You know, who hid that money? Well, some accountants or some bean counters or somebody somewhere had to try to make that money disappear. But my accountant tells me money leaves tracks. Uh huh. And you notice it John Laren always leaves tracks. John Laronitis isn't working there anymore. He left about the same time know, McMahon man. did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Ugh. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, you know, it. Sh- I, I, okay, and now here's the thing, Dave. We got to figure out is to 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 try to bring it back in a positive. Is, you know, all the stars and all the people, and all these superstars <laughs> under the WWE are are independent contractors, right? You know, so so they work for themselves. So good for them, but. The company, that really upsets me, and it kind of hurts, you know, as a fan and as, like, somebody who, like, you and I have loved WWE for for our whole lives, and it's like, here they're stealing from the company to pay off Vince McMahon's side hooker. Uh, so, it really is sad to see, like, it, it, just, it just goes to show you how these large corporations, it doesn't matter if, if it's one that you and I like, they're all guilty of doing this type of crap. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, like this is crap that you hear, like, you know, when Dennis Kozlowski stole all that money from Tyco, you know, this evil CEO of this big security company and, you know, stole, well, here's this evil big CEO of this entertainment company is, you know, doing the same thing. Right. But that's not something you and I think of. When we think of embezzlement and fraud and all that stuff, we're like, oh, my gosh, it's got to be the CEO for these big you know, security companies or these big banks or these big – it's not supposed to be our company. Right. It's not supposed to be our fun. Yeah. And it's kinda, it kind of is a little bit disheartening when you start thinking, going, well, that really sucks. The thing that I really – my past – one of my favorite pastimes is literally no better than any other shitty large – billion dollar corporation like movie theaters yeah movie companies entertainment companies in hollywood they they've got so much you got uh, government offices i mean look what's going on in new york city and chicago san francisco these big cities you know there's so much corruption and i will say this and i i don't want somebody to misunderstand me it's on both sides of the aisle Okay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Both sides of the aisle. And there's too many corrupt people in politics and in major business. And it, I don't know what I can do about it except for complain and, and, and yak and yak and yak what I'm doing. But, uh, it really does upset me. And, and I'm hoping I'm wrong about the WWE and I do see the product really fallen off over the next year. 
Yeah, well, you know what? I'll tell you what we can do, and I'll tell you what I have done. Uh, you know, we've talked about this on a couple pods ago, and I did it again. I put my money where my mouth is. I like pro wrestling. I love it. My kid loves it. You love it. Right. Our podcast, this is something that we put a lot of time into. And I am extremely pleased to announce again that I'll be sponsoring the June show. I'll be sponsoring the Battle Royale oh, cool. for STF Pro Wrestling. Cool. And, and so... Because I see the value in what Darren is doing. Darren's super cool, which reminds me, i got to send you some clips that he sent me for some guys he's got coming in June. Okay. That are, uh, there's one guy called Chupacabra, uh-huh. uh, really good luchador. Uh, he's got some really good guys coming, and I think he's really trying to build this into a rock-solid promotion, and I hope it keeps going for him. But that's one thing that we can do, Dave, is, is we support our local professional wrestling, you know, uh, Devotion <laughs> Championship Wrestling, STF, Dive. You know, you were even talking earlier about watching Women of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a smaller promotion. In, and and MLW. MLW is putting out some killer stuff right now, man. Yes, they are. They got some good guys over there. Uh uh, I believe you said, is there a, another member of the Hanoi family that's over there? Yeah, right uh, uh, Fatu, uh, Sika Fatu. Yeah. And uh, then they have Alexander Hammerstone, who's the, the champion. He's a great performer. Um, they have some good talent over there. Their main talent is really good. You get into their yeah. mid-level talent, eh, not as good. but Exactly. Yeah, I, but, yeah, yeah I, I, it's good yeah. stuff. It's good stuff, and, and and but you know by you supporting them and watching them and 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 stuff that helps their products. You know right. you, the advertisers or whatever the, it it is that they make their money off of. That's how I guess we can do it. Is I don't there will never honestly truly I don't know if there will ever be a company that can quote compete back to back with the WWE. No, AEW has no. given it AEW has given it their damnedest because right. the cons have billions and and I you know that's going to have to be something we'll have to talk about another day and maybe we ought to bring Chris in on that, you know, if if and and we could touch on it right now real quick and then save it for another time, but is AEW pulling its weight or are the cons propping it up with billions that they have in the bank? Well, you know, I got that, that would be a question for you. Yeah, I would got to say one thing about that. If they weren't doing fairly well, then they wouldn't be talking about adding a third show on Saturday night. And that's TNT has approached them about a possibility of a third show. They've also added a a kind of a back scene, uh, back behind the scenes show right after Dynamite that's on TBS. They've added that this past Uh month, and it's very well done. Uh, they're starting to get back on the road. They purchased ROH. Um, I think they're doing fine. Now, they haven't been 100%. There have been controversies there. They've done some things wrong. But that's what business is. If you learn from your mistakes, then you're going to be yeah. better off. And uh, I think yeah. the a- AEW learns from their mistakes a little bit better. Now, AEW is a different type of wrestling. I've said it before. AEW is more for the broad wrestling fan, the guy who likes a little hardcore, guy who likes a little comedy, 
guy who likes rough and tumble, a guy who likes lucha. Uh-huh. Uh, they do it all there, where most of the wrestling in uh, WWE is kind of the same. They mix lucha style with the catch and catch can. They don't do hardcore. Yeah. They don't do blood and guts unless it's a mistake. But boy, AEW, <laughs> any match that John Moxley's in, you know there's going to be blood. But, uh, and yeah. the, you know, so there, it's not the same type of wrestling. And I think that that makes it easier to watch. I mean, when you get the best friends and you get Orange Cassidy and they're doing some great, uh, great things. The thing with Sting, did you see when Sting teamed with Darby Allen and uh, Orange Cassidy uh, in a, a six-man tag? And here's Sting. How many years has he been in the business? He gets into the <laughs> ring and starts doing the slow kick just like Orange Cassidy. It was great. It was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super fantastic. You know, it, it's uh, it, it's it's a really strange time right now, you know, uh, out there. And with this whole merger thing, we don't really know what that really means quite yet. I guess it's exactly. you know, the news just barely broke. And right. so do we know if maybe the president of the company is going to be like, all right, Vince. So you suck. Our ratings are down. Get the heck out. And it could happen. Because obviously, yeah, you know, they're they're buying the WWE for a reason. And that reason is because it makes a lot of money. A lot of money. And, yeah. So, like, th- that's the reason why. And if, if they start seeing those ratings slide and they start seeing those seats empty in the in the stands and, and you know, they're going to be going, uh... You guys see now that's an interesting thing in which I'm really surprised why they would do that for Vince McMahon to be held accountable or the WWE as a whole to be held accountable to another company now seems awfully bizarre because Vince Vince has always been, you know, King shiz up on, you know, diamond crap mountain or whatever they call it. You know, he's always been up there. He's never had to answer to anybody. So, what could possibly happen now if this other company or, you know, the, 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 the majority shareholder company goes, uh, we don't like the way you guys are heading. Um, I believe you've talked about that before too, when you, there's you, cause you've been involved with mergers, buyouts and things in radio stations. And a lot of times they'll come in and clean house. Yeah, that does happen a lot. And I wouldn't be, you know, I, like you said, we don't know which direction this is going to go. I would not be surprised. Not saying it's going to happen. Just would not be surprised if six months down the road, if things continue to slide in the WWE and the fans start revolting, that uh, Endeavor is going to go to Vince and say, we're going to take some of this responsibility off of you, your hands. And um, Yeah. Because I mean, if you get if you ever get online and just look and see the Monday Night Raw after uh, WrestleMania and how bad uh, the critics and the the fan I'm not talking critics okay I'm the fans were just really up in arms calling it the worst mm-hmm. uh, worst Raw of all time and there have been some really bad Raws you know the <laughs> last two years up until Vince retired. Raw was really, really bad. 
We, you remember yeah. us talking about that. And oh, it, it yeah, was yeah, that yeah. bad talk- last Monday. You know, do you think he sits back and looks at the monitor or, like, watches a replay and goes, Ah, ah, God, that was a good show. That was a great show. Look at that. We kicked Seth Rollins out of the ring. That was a good segment. <laughs> Can he not see what he's well, doing? You, you know, you make a point. You make a good, good point. And I'm going to say this. Vince can still make good decisions. But there's, there's, I'm going to say four people now that need to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. And that those are Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, Vince Russo, and James E. Cornette. All they can do is criticize what professional wrestling is now and trying to take it back to a different era. It's today. Find out what works today. And some of the stuff that worked yesterday is going to work today, but not everything. And I get so tired of Russo and Jim Cornette, and now Dutch Mantel's doing a little bit, Complaining all the time. Yeah. Well, back in the day, we wouldn't have done that. Well, I don't care about back in the day. That was so many years. And I'm an old fart, man. I'm 65, almost 66. You know, but I don't care what happened. I enjoyed it back then. I enjoy a lot of the stuff going on in wrestling today. And I don't think they do because they can't open their flipping eyes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's interesting too that you you bring that up because how many times until fairly recently, when Triple H took over, were we booking the same guys? I mean, it's like for years that I mean we've been trying to get Stone Cold back in a match. We've been trying to get. I mean, it's like it seems like every time there's a major event or a SummerSlam or a, or you know, it's like they're always trying to book the same guys. Oh, these older guys trying to get them back in here. We saw it a little bit with this WrestleMania with like Trish Stratus and, right. and stuff. But like, you know, I, you and I commented, I think both of us in the Rumble, there wasn't one legend that came yeah. in, the, in the last men's Rumble. And we were both like, huh, I guess Booker T kind of, right? Yeah, but, he was there for a short time. Uh, yeah, but like, it always seemed like that we were always trying to get the same guys that were headlining, you know, 15 years ago, just keep headlining now. It's like, you got new guys, you know, guys like Ricochet, you know, like Cena. I love Cena. Yeah. I love Cena. But obviously Cena has, has said, or, or let it be known that he's kind of moving on and good for him. I wouldn't blame him. He can make $51 million dollars off of a seven-day movie shoot versus a million bucks on the road for 360 days a year. Good for him. Like, he figures his worth and his value and and goes for it. But it's like, you know, and the theory match and stuff is good, but there's so much new talent out there, guys like Ricochet and and some of these younger guys who are so flipping good. And you and I just, pound our head against the wall because like why are we not booking these guys and passing the torch to these guys 
And finally, we started to see it with the, the bloodline stuff and the street profits and some of these people, you know, uh, Ron Breaker in NXT. And uh, I, there were some, been some pretty good young guys that we've been talking about a lot lately. And I got a feeling if things keep going with our old pal in charge, it's going to be the same crap repeat of, of 2019. Yeah. 2018, just with the guys. Yeah, agreed. And so, I don't know, whatever that's worth, but it gets old. You know, we want to see these new guys. You know, Roman Reigns has shown that he can carry the torch. Let him carry that baby. Yeah. Let him. Let's put him in some slobber knockers. Let him talk some smack. You know, let's see what guys like Cody Rhodes can do. Maybe it's Cody can carry the torch for a while. I mean, there's so many guys and so much talent that. You know, the Intercontinental title is one as well. That match between Sheamus, Gunter, and Drew McIntyre, that was a great match. Oh, man, wasn't it? That that was a very – I have not seen a physical match like that for a long time. I mean, those guys, you know, for not being like a, a bloody match or anything like that, but you could tell some of those shots they were taking, like when when oh and uh, Gunter power bombed Sheamus on the back of Drew McIntyre, you could tell that hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no, there is no way in hell you power bomb an almost you know a two hundred and whatever pound Sheamus <laughs> on the back of somebody and it doesn't hurt, you know. And then you see and, uh, Finn Balor get his head cut <laughs> wide open when that. Uh, yeah. That uh, ladder didn't land right, and what sixteen staples yeah. he had in his head. Yeah, and uh, you know Finn hasn't. I mean, he's been a star, but when uh, he tore that muscle after winning the first Universal Title, he hasn't been yeah. ever back to that uh, that level again. Yeah, they they put him on the mid. They put him on mid card again. Right. You know, and that's something we need to talk about. You know, I kind of wanted to touch it. We'll touch on it on this show, and maybe really agree get into depth on next show is the mid card you know i was really glad to see that intercontinental match i was glad to see like cena in the u.s title match um but it still kind of looked seemed like it got overlooked so think about that for our next show of okay. of what what would dave do to book the mid card oh i got better. some good ones i got some ideas there already in my head <laughs> yes but anyways, yeah, yeah, we'll just have to see how things play out. I, I mean, it's still exciting. I'm still kind of, I don't want to jump to any conclusions on what's going to happen with the WWE. Hopefully, this was a good move. Hopefully, it'll bring some fresh ears and eyes on the product, and 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 who knows what we'll see. He walks around with a phone around his neck. I mean, what are people to think? You've got him now so bad he don't even believe in wrestling no more. Watch me put my famous sleeper hole on. I'd like to get old Hacksaw Jim Duggan's two before and do a little work on you. It doesn't get any better. Do you know anything about what happened to Bray Wyatt? You know, it's been pretty well, um, almost hush-hush, so anything that I would say right now would be on the rumor mill. I want to preface Mm -hmm. that. There were rumors that there was an injury. There were rumors that they weren't happy with the storyline. There were rumors that he was physically ill. Now, whether it was COVID, whether it was an illness like he had 
back in the day when he and Finn Balor were supposed to have that match, if you'll remember that, yep. if he picked up some illness. Mm-hmm. But what that did, if you'll remember, uh, Bray Wyatt said that he wanted the winner of uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's what that's mm-hmm. what they and they did about two weeks build up of that, and then all of a sudden it was gone. It was history. There was no talk about oh, yeah. it on the air. A lot of internet yep. rumors started at that point. That's why I said earlier in this podcast that Bobby Lashley got screwed out of his WrestleMania moment. And he did. I mean, he comes out, mm-hmm, he did. Uh, you know, when he comes out of Mania, I won the Battle Royal. I'm the Andre the Giant. Uh, hey, congratulations on that. But you're better than that. That's, you know, that's your consolation prize. Yeah. There you go. That's what I've been hearing and I've been reading. But once again, preface that with saying anything that I say is nothing but internet rumor and I can't substantiate any of it. Every bit of it could have some sort of, uh, you know, truth about it. But there's been no talk about it. There hasn't been any really big news about it. Is Bray Wyatt coming back? Is somebody else going to kind of take over that role of Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, and then they kind of just put Bray back in in the uh, in the in the background. Is somebody else going to take that kind of freaky role? So what? Don't forget Alexa. Oh yeah, Alexa Bliss, because they were getting a push for her, uh, and then when Bray yeah. Wyatt stuff went, all of a sudden she's out of there, and uh, she's also yeah. one of my favorites. I have my Lily doll in my living room right now. I mean, I, my wife got me a Lily doll. For Christmas, I love it. I would love to see her play, you know, do that role again with Bray Wyatt. And they were setting that up. What happened? I don't know. There really hasn't been even a lot of internet scuttlebutt about that. It's it's crazy. That's, I don't I don't know. I mean, that was a that's a match we got robbed of because let's face it, the Bray Wyatt storyline. Uncle Howdy or whoever it was behind the mask, it got boring really quickly. It was just too drawn out. But then he started, he wanted the winner. I would love to have seen Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley go at it. I would love to see the stories that they would do. It would be interesting. But you know what? I mean, wow. We'll never know. Talk about one other person that I was surprised okay. did not have a WrestleMania moment. And that was L.A. Knight. I knew you were going to say, yep, L.A. Knight. He was Mm -hmm. getting such a pop from the crowd. If you watch that Andre the Giant um, Battle Royal, he probably got the second biggest pop of the night. You know, he he really did. And for them not to use him in some form in WrestleMania, whether it was a run-in, or whether it was mm-hmm. uh, him and Bobby Lashley going at it when Lashley came out to set up a feud there, which I really thought when Lashley came out, somebody was going to attack him. Who it was going to be, yeah. I have no idea. A missed opportunity, WWE, once again. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I think L.A. Knight gets enough pop from the crowd, whether he's a heel or whether he's a face is yet mm-hmm. to be determined. How are they going to use him 
over the coming weeks. Will they use him with Vincent Kennedy McMahon now under control again? Give me a break. Um, how are they going to? And it's going to be what's going to happen on SmackDown. I got to agree with you there. I mean, if now that uh, the great white loser, you know, El Mustacho is back, I mean, good Lord. I mean, is there a, is there a beacon of hope or are we just going to have to say, you know what, your stocks are going to go down. Thank you for the great WrestleMania and let's see how far this train can go without it being derailed. So yeah, let's let's talk about this merger with uh, the Endeavor Company, which owns UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, and the stupidest sport mm-hmm. to come along in years, Power Slap. I'm, I will yeah. never, ever, 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 may I say, Ever watch Power mm-hmm. Slap. Thank you, Chris Jericho. I mean, that's just I, stupid. That's just a stupid sport. But anyway, how is this going to play well, out for you? Um, I think it's going to get ten times worse. That, that I mean, it's a twenty-one point. It was twenty-one billion dollar merger. Right. Now the stakes are even higher. How much will the U.S. How much will Endeavor have? you know, a stake in this or a say in what's going to happen. I think it's a stupid move by Dana White. I think it's a dumb move by Endeavor to do this. What do they have to gain from? I mean, are we going to see Conor McGregor jump in the ring against and and slap Paul Heyman? Or are we going to see one of their champions, you know, challenge? Come on. I mean... I don't see. I can see why they're doing it, but it makes no sense. The UFC is real, somewhat real fighting. I think that UFC and the WWE are almost alike. They they build up the same way that the WWE does. Um, but I don't think it's going to do anything. I think it's just two companies merging together to see if they can destroy the the evil empire called AEW that's you know gaining ground. And that's what's scaring them. I think that's why he did it. It's scaring him because AEW is finally getting a lot of legs up and a lot of WWE fans say, I'm tired of this. I'm switching over to this channel. We don't have just the Monday Night Wars and now it's the who are you for war? Are you going to stay with the WWE? Are you going to stay with AEW? Which one? Well, it. it appears that McMahon is going to be over the WWE product. And yeah. I just got to say this. And this this is what upsets me to the no end. And and in his personal life, I could care less, okay? But what got mm-hmm. Vince in trouble before was him taking millions of dollars out of the coffers to pay money to get women not to talk about their affairs. Yep. And that's what led to him leaving the WWE. And Mm -hmm. now I'm looking at this 
as a power trip for him to come back and say, I am Vince McMahon. I could be wrong, okay? I'm just saying this is the way I'm taking it. And a lot of people are going to have different opinions than I. And I'm okay mm. with that. Okay? I'm okay yep. with people disagreeing with me. I I really am okay with people disagreeing with me. But to see mm. him come back after what I consider stealing from his company, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a shame. And almost to the point where I don't want to watch the product right now. I yeah. will because that's how much I like and love professional wrestling. And I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt the performers. But if it continues the way that Monday Night Raw went, the Monday yeah. Night Raw after WrestleMania, you know and I know is supposed to be one of the highlights of the year. That's where things happen. That's where new feuds are brought about. That's where people are celebrating and uh, and just loving what happened on, my, on, on WrestleMania weekend. And that's how they set up the next year. Well, if this past Monday Night Raw was a setup for what we can expect for the WWE product between now and Philadelphia next year, I, I'm going to go have to get some no-dos because that product's going to put me to sleep. It was bad. Yeah, that was it was very, pathetic. Very, yes, it was. It was It was bad. It was something that you just had to look at your television and go, why, why am I watching this? Can someone please explain it to me? Give well, me that's just a are. break. Yep, that's just the way it is now. But, it's, but why? I mean, that makes no sense. True. <coughs> it doesn't make any sense, but now it, that's just the norm. Now and now that uh, the great, the great, you know, the great Ali or whatever, the great Kali or whatever it is that we call that Vince McMahon. That's now that he's back. He's going to make this. I bet Triple H has probably gone back to his heart doctor because he almost had another heart attack. Because it's probably going to drive him insane. Well, like, you, you know, uh, I, I have said over the last six months that AEW tells their story mainly in the ring. And WWE tells all, by their, their segments, uh, their pre-produced segments, their long promos, and AEW can get into long promos too, but like they did with MJF this past week in Long Island, that promo with him singing Pennies from Heaven with a big band group singing, uh, playing behind him, even though I thought it was clever, was a little long. But they cool. tell, that's two different ways of telling a story. And I wish WWE would kind of say, let's pull in the reins a little bit on the yak fest. I mean, you don't need 30 minute promos. The first, the first 38 minutes, 38 minutes was highlights from WrestleMania 
and then coming out with Roman Reigns. 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. I counted. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Well, 38 minutes is great. I mean, but it's ridiculous to see this. I mean, we, we, we've all... It's to the point to where you don't know whether you want a, a, an ambient pill or watch Monday Night Raw. I think doctors can, you know, start prescribing a, a, for Monday Night Raw, and that'll put everybody out in about five seconds. Um, you know, that'll save me a couple of cents on my sleeping medication. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I don't know what else to say or do. Uh, is AEW even better now? I mean, I haven't kept up with them in a while. It's just their botches I've been keeping up with. It's kind of funny, but everybody does the botch. Right. I mean, I mean, Shane McMahon's the number one botch right now, and the number one meme going around wrestling. So, yeah, it, it, it's funny to see it. But I mean, whenever, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Go ahead. Whenever you have a live performance, you're going to have botches. Okay. Of course. I mean, it's 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 theater. This is athletic theater. Things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So. I try not to to get too much into the botches. I mean, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. I mean, a lot of people got upset when you could see Rhea Ripley tell Charlotte Flair right before the pin, thank you, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people got upset with that. I don't care. That doesn't bother me, not one no. iota. I want no, the story to be told. But what mm-hmm. what I want in my professional wrestling is to have a professional wrestling match. I want that story to be told mainly in the ring. Promos are very important to telling that story. But when the promo takes more precedence than the in-ring action, I think that's where we fall into trouble and the WWE is going to be having their ratings tank again, like Monday Night Raw tanked when Vince was still in command. And you know and I know, ratings went up right after Vince resigned for Monday Night Raw. Oh, Because the product got got better. Yeah, it it skyrocketed after Vince was gone. And now that we have found out that he's got the keys to the kingdom again, it's just, uh, it's, just like me with the, uh, I'm gonna get political. Just like me with Bud Light. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Uh, now, yeah, just like me with Bud Light. I'll never take another sip ever again, unless uh, yeah, unless I'm, I'm feeling real. If I'm feeling a little draggy, that'll probably happen. Oh, draggy, uh, but that'll never happen. Um, sorry, Bud. But here, the thing of it is, is that Vince is back. Everybody get used to it. He's here. And he's going to stay until someone assassinates him. And I think I saw Triple H at a gun store and asking for a ghost gun. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's it, going to happen either. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But we also need to acknowledge uh, Impact Wrestling's had a rough go of it. Uh, uh, Josh uh, Alexander, I think, is his name, who was their uh, champion, injured. He had to give up his title, mm-hmm. and uh, I think. Uh, uh, in MLW, which I've been watching some MLW as of late because they're on the Reels channel. Uh, their program has some uh, 
some problems, and I'm not going to criticize them too much because their main stars are really, really good. It's their mid-range stars that I kind of cringe at, but uh, their main, their main, 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 main guys are pretty good in uh, in MLW, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna give that one a chance to to crow on me a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of bad when uh, the overall product when you only have uh, most people as far as wrestling fans are more WWE fans. I think you're seeing that change a little bit. Uh, um, and AEW has their problems. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sing their praises all the time. But if I had to rank right now who I enjoyed watching the most, I'd have to say AEW after that debacle of Monday Night Raw. I hope it changes. I hope that uh, SmackDown tonight, because uh, we're recording this on Friday afternoon, is a lot better than uh, what Monday Night Raw was. Um, and maybe Vince and the writing staff there will see all the internet criticism from fans because it's been brutal uh, what fans have oh, been yeah. saying on social media about the Monday Night mm-hmm. Raw uh, after Mania. And I think everyone was so disappointed because that's one of the shows that everyone looks forward to is the uh, the Raw after Mania. They just think, wow. Um, and it's just, it's hard to watch. And I have my problems with Vince McMahon. If he will stay out of the limelight and stop changing everything at the last minute uh, and just run the company. And he's good at running the company. And he could run it in the ground if he doesn't watch it. And that's all I got to say. That's perfectly said right there. I think even uh, a lot of other fans would agree with you. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you about that right now because that's how I see the WWE. It, it's just like an open wound that you're pouring salt into and you're asking if it feels good. No, not really. I mean, this is an open wound again. And there was a guy that does a podcast. He's on YouTube. And when he found out that Vince was back, he he just started beating the table and throwing stuff. And he was cussing and screaming and hollering. He sat back down and he went, I feel better now. Let's get back <laughs> on with the show. And he knew this was going to happen. And somebody called into his podcast and said, why are you mad? You knew the man was pulling the strings from the beginning. Why are you upset about this? So it makes no sense to do it. We know who holds the keys to the kingdom now. And it's time for Triple H to either jump ship or continue with the Titanic and see if he can hold it up as best he can. Well, on Monday Night Raw, Triple H had some words to say about about being there. And whether he's going to hang around, I wouldn't. If If I had the money... To get away from WWE, I probably would. You know, or at least I would give it six months, and then I would, if 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 it was a sinking ship, I'd get away from it. But I worry about how much crossover they're going to do now, like you said, with the UFC. And yeah. are they going to do crossover 
are they going to start showing slap fighting on uh, WWE? That is just, I mean, they're showing it on TBS. I won't watch it. I just, it's the, the possibility for serious injury, concussions, and more it's is so high with that it, that stupidity that I won't it's watch. It's already it. happened. Yeah, it has. It, it's already it's already happened. <laughs> They've got these old strongest men on there slapping people that they get on YouTube and they they'll show you a watermelon, and then they will take their hand and they will slap the watermelon and it just it shatters like glass, and then you see these two slapping each other. I can go down to Lauren right now, my girlfriend, and say something. She can slap me for free. I don't have to go see it. I mean, I have to watch it. Right. But, I mean, why in God's name are you wanting to watch some two people slap each other? And there was this one guy's face that when he got hit, it looked like he had been run over with a steam shovel. His His face was just so swollen out. And he wanted to continue. Okay. This is getting ridiculous. Right. Now we have people slapping each other. They have they have ultimate pillow fighting now on paper. I I don't I, I'm I'm what's next? How fast can you eat a can of tuna? What's next? Next I mean, on pay per view. How fast can you eat a can of tuna? Yeah. That it's like an argument that me and Lauren have. Uh Marshmallow fluff does not belong on peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> and pineapple belongs on pizza. Simple as that. You don't like no fluff and nutters? <laughs> no, I do not like marshmallow fluff on peanut butter. It doesn't go there. I can hear her right now telling me I'm wrong. She's not but yelling you, yet. But you will put pineapple on pizza. Oh, yeah. Gladly. <laughs> Teresa's Gladly. going, oh, yeah. I don't Gladly. put Gladly. I don't put pizza on pizza to be honest with you. Uh, I don't like pizza, you so you know. <laughs> so now that we got yeah. to the slapping, now that we got <laughs> off to the slapping, uh, and then the pillow fighting and the pizza. Uh, <laughs> thinking of uh, slow slow things that go along. Uh, Orange Cassidy, speaking of slow, Orange Cassidy of AEW, the Mid Atlantic Champion or whatever they, he carries it in a back. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes, it is. He's had some of the most interesting title defense I have ever seen. Love the matches. Thought it was interesting. Love the way he just comes out there. He's 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 like a school kid going into high school. Hey, Mom, look what I got today. Did did you see the match where he teamed up, where Orange Cassidy teamed up with Darby Allin and Sting? No. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta look it up on YouTube, okay? Because there's a portion in there where Sting does the Orange Cassidy with the kicks and all that. I mean, it is hilarious. Now I'm gonna take you back to last summer, okay? Because last summer, uh, I think it was when Doc Gallows uh, came in to uh, Salt Lake City to do a performance with uh, DCW. So it would have been last mm-hmm. spring, okay? About this time last oh. year. There was a portion where on AEW where Sting and Orange Cassidy had a little bit of uh, uh, something happen outside of the ring. 
and and Sting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was mimicking Orange Cassidy, and it had just happened. Well, I'm down in Salt Lake City, and it's where I'm getting to meet Doc Gallows, who, by the way, is a great yeah. guy. And I was talking to some AEW uh, prospects who were there in Salt Lake City that performed at uh, the uh, with. Um, oh man. Um, they trained at the Nightmare Academy. That's what I'm trying to say. So I mentioned mm-hmm. to one of them, I said, boy, that, that spot with Sting and, and, and Orange Cassidy was so funny. And the guy looked at me and says, oh, Sting's all in on Orange. And I just thought that was mm-hmm. so, so funny to, to know that these, these guys who were training, they get to see this stuff behind the scenes, that how much Sting likes Orange Cassidy. Because it's so different. And I think uh, he really found a niche for his character that I really like. Well, speaking of AEW, we're going to get on a little bit of a topic here. I think you would want to. We're going to have three letters. It's going to be MJF. And an incident that happened on one of their, it wasn't a paper, when he took the drink. No, it wasn't on a paper It was on a paper. Okay, he took the drink. And he threw it on the kid. Right. Some some say it was a shoot. Some say it was real. Did I, you see it? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. At the moment when it happened, I said, I hope mm-hmm. that was set up ahead of time. And once again, when you talk about internet, you'll see some people say it was a shoot. Some people say it was a setup. I don't know. I know that that kid and his family were treated very nicely afterwards and you haven't heard any kind of lawsuits or anything after that, but no. you know, MJF lives his character too and, much. And I will agree with you there. I'm a little tired of his stick and I've said that before yep. and I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that match. He had with Danielson, Brian Danielson, that hour-long Iron Man match was as fine a match as you'll ever want to see. It was really, really well done between the two. And now yeah. Brian Danielson has turned heel after that with the mm-hmm. Blackfoot, uh, Blackfoot, uh, Blackpool uh, a Combat Club. They are now all mm-hmm. heels, and uh, yeah. that happened officially on uh, the Dynamite show that I watched today. But that hour-long match was so well done, and I think we, I think uh, uh, Zane and I talked about uh, that match and how well it was done. They went, uh, I think, an hour and 12 minutes with very mm-hmm. few rest holds, very few mm-hmm. rest minutes, and yep. uh, it was it was everything that you could imagine Within an hour and 12 minutes, there was some comedy. There was some hardcore. There was grappling. There was uh, gymnastics. uh, There was uh, spots that were obviously set up uh, ahead of time on how to do them. It was very, very well done. A candidate for match of the year. It was that well done. Well, after you saw MJF's face afterwards, um, whether that was no, you know, that was real. That popped that, up. Yeah. that big old knot on his head. 
that popped up in the middle of the match. And the eye, his eyes, the way they looked. Um, yeah, he, there were some spots in there. You could tell those, those, the feet, the hand, the elbow, they were making some marks. Yeah. But the, the one that really is starting to get on my nerves is him. Um, and that's what he wants. Um, he went on a podcast and he said, you know, this is not a shoot. This is not, I'm not faking this. He said, I told Tony Khan, either daddy gets his money or daddy doesn't show. Right. And Tony Khan had to pay out the money. I'm sorry, no man is worth what I think MJF is being made, but that's like professional athletes. There's no man worth that much money just to bounce a ball or throw a football or anything else. I don't care who they are. Right. But, uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, he's making these demands, and they're calling him the modern-day Ric Flair. And Ric Flair takes precedence to that. He's not too happy. But can you not see a shadow of Ric Flair in it? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I do, I do, I do. And uh, when, you, when you mentioned Ric Flair, uh, I wanted to um, – this has nothing to do with Rick, but before we get too far, I want to uh, put out our best, and I know you do too, to Jerry the King Lawler, uh, who oh my God. had a stroke, and he's doing mm-hmm. fairly well. He made an appearance at the, uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony where they inducted Andy Kaufman. He did it by tape. Uh, from his home mm-hmm. on the, on this throne, but he looks good. Uh, he uh, talked very well, and I had heard that it was his voice that was affected uh, by uh, the stroke he had. Uh, but uh, to have that uh, segment of his life with Andy Kaufman get such a high profile with the WWE and uh, through all the social media and all that, I think you and I need to... Uh, tip our hats to, to the King. And, you know, we're both big fans, but to have that happen to the King and to have him doing well is, is very heartwarming. Yeah. To, to quote someone, uh, Jerry, the Teflon King, there's nothing sticks to him. Wow. He bounces back. Uh, he, he, he bounces back from everything. This man's had, he was on his deathbed, literally. Uh, he bounces back from a, a heart attack and now he's had a stroke. I mean, nobody can live forever, but this man keeps kissing death on the lips and coming right back for more. Right. Uh, it's amazing. Did you ever believe that Andy Kaufman would be in the WWE Hall of Fame? But, you know, on I mean, the celebrity wing, I think it's very appropriate for what he and Jerry did for professional yeah. wrestling during that time frame to, um, you know, to, to keep that kayfabe going because kayfabe was very prevalent at the time. And to keep that uh, that storyline going and get on David Letterman to do what they did, to get all the national publicity they did, not only for Andy Kaufman, but for Jerry Lawler and for professional wrestling, I think to be in that celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame is very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Andy Kaufman went to Memphis, talked to Jerry Jarrett about it, wanted to do it, and one time... Andy Kaufman said, asked Jerry, he goes, you think I could get paid for this one time? He never cashed the check. Never cashed the check. Never, ca- never cashed the check. He just wanted it. But I'll tell you what, he did. That's probably the best kayfabe right there was 
on, you know, David Letterman. Was the slap real? <laughs> I think Jerry came out and said, heck yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was he connected. It was real. He, yeah. He, he, he said that Andy said, go ahead and hit me. Yeah. And I, Jerry was like, okay. Pow. <laughs> so if, if you want yeah, you can go night see night. that on YouTube, but you can also see uh, in the movie Man on the Moon with uh, Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman, which to me is not a great movie, to be honest with you. But uh, mm-hmm. to, to have them go through that uh, in that movie, you might want us to check out that movie. Uh, then they have um, Jim Ross sitting in the audience with with Jerry at um, at Andy's funeral. And it wasn't Jim; it was actually Lance Russell. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it was still, uh, it was something that was it was unheard of and historic in professional wrestling. Well, that's what set um, the wrestling world on fire was that slap. <laughs> yeah, that's what set Memphis on fire was the slap too. So, yeah. and it was good. It was yeah. good, but the, the the Hall of Fame was good. It was finally time to see. Uh, you know, Rey Mysterio getting in, the great Muda getting in. So it, I, I enjoyed it, and that was right. long awaited. And it was about time. Right, it was. So I mean, even but Muda was never in the WWE. No, he never but was. He was w- no, never was. WCW and those I, matches he had with Sting, mm-hmm. incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. Oh, stuff. of course, yeah, of course, and that was. And with Flair, and now people are kind of upset with Flair's speech. Uh, that's come out, and but heck, Flair was probably intoxicated as crap when he was on the stage, more than likely. We don't know, but uh, and is there anything else you've been hearing lately going on that needs to be? Well, how about with these uh, with Salt Lake? What's been going on with all of them up there? What's well, DCW is going to have an event this weekend, uh, and then STF is going to have an event mm-hmm. in June and Gangrel is coming in and Rhino will be part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Tombstone Jesus is going to be there. And he used to team with Rhino years back. I uh, used to do a tag mm-hmm. team. Uh, so that that's what's going on there. Uh, AEW announced they're going to be doing an all-in show uh, at Wembley Stadium. Uh, that's coming up in August in London. So yeah. they're actually going to be traveling across the pond, as they say. Nice. So very then, good. Yeah. Dive wrestling still putting on some great events in Ogden. And, uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those great times to, as Zane says, to be alive and being a professional wrestling fan. But you and I had talked real quick. Uh, we're going to break off the subject. There is someone coming to, uh, Charlotte, and uh, my girlfriend Lauren and I were talking about it. Uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite bands, Guns N' Roses, is coming to Charlotte to their last tour. Mm. And we had looked, up, yeah, we had looked up the prices, and <laughs> I was just in shock. And then you chimed in to tell about your little horror story that you had in St. Louis with them, and I told Lauren about it, and she just looked at me and said, "Now you see the reason why I don't want to go." <laughs> because it's probably going to turn out to be just like that, knowing knowing the band like I do. But seven hundred and twenty-seven dollars, seven hundred seventy-two dollars, I think, just for VIP tickets. Yep. To go back 
and see the band and $80 mm-hmm. for no No thanks. Nope. I have all your songs on my <laughs> No thanks. And I can hear the music. Well, so, you know, they haven't had any real problems uh, since uh, Axel kind of grew up a little bit. They, they were the bad boys of rock and roll during the time. And I think I've told the story that I went to a concert in St. Louis uh, in 1991, I believe it was. And there was a, a riot that broke out because Axel jumped into the crowd and it was just mm-hmm. a, a mess. Um, and then I think I even said uh, on the Facebook page that that night before the, the riot broke out, Slash was doing a guitar solo. And it was bad. Excuse me. He's supposed to be one of the best guitar players. Now, I realize he was probably high off a kite, but I remember a guy mm-hmm. standing right next to me, and I looked over mm-hmm. him and says, is this supposed to be good? And he looked at me and says, <laughs> no, it's terrible. And it was to that song, yeah. uh, you know the song Feelings by Morris Albert? Feelings. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. That's what he was playing at a rock and roll show. He was playing a guitar. Yeah, well, I'm going, um... It's Mr. Slash. This is not rock yeah, and not, roll. And no, I, it was not, terrible. It was a bad experience. Well, I, I got to see Axel with Carrie Underwood. They were singing uh, "Sweet Child of Mine," <laughs> and when I first, and Lauren said, "Look at this! Look at this!" and I, I was like, "Okay." I started listening to about five seconds of it, and I went, "Okay, I'm done." Click. I can't listen to his voice. It sounds like two cats that are caught in a trash compactor. Uh, no. Sorry, I'm not paying money to see something and go, I just wasted my time. It, it, it would be like, you know, me watching Batman Forever again. So, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I agree. No. I agree. But anyway, if, if, if you want to go see Axl Rose, you want to go see Guns N' Roses, more power to you. So, okay. No, <laughs> no it's okay. I've got better things to do than... Uh, spend eighty dollars and listen, and can't even hear the music. So yeah. thank you. But we've yeah. had a great time today. It's been long since I've been on, and I've missed doing Turnbuckle Trash. We've just been extremely busy, and it's just been one thing after another. And I've been trying to get back on, but uh, life, as they say, it catches up with you as best it can, and then it tries to jerk you down. But uh, it's hopefully we'll be doing more and more as much as we can. Okay. So don't worry, guys. Let's take out the trash. Roger that. No, not that kind of trash. Not what kind of trash? Wait, so we're not taking out the actual trash? No, I meant it figuratively. I spent a lot of time separating out the recyclable. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Well, quickly, before before we close this portion out, I want to throw in some news stories, uh, items to you. Uh, one is the Stephen Amell a wrestling show on, uh, what was it, Stars called Heels. Yeah. There was some uh, problems with the distribution, uh, the company that had season two and Stars, but Stephen Amell has announced season two will be coming back uh, sometime this summer. Very good show. I I really enjoyed it oh, myself. Oh, good. Oh, really good. Did, did you get, uh, I think somebody gave that DVD to you, didn't they? I think they did, and I appreciated it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Loved yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, then uh, then there's uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. That's the show that's on uh, Vice TV, 
which they go to the controversial side of professional wrestling and show some of the the darker moments in 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 the business and they're going to come back for season four on my birthday may the 30th uh they're going to start off season four uh they're going to have stories about abdullah the butcher the motor the uh, auto accident that almost killed magnum ta and ruined his career and then chris candino and sunny and uh the controversy especially with sunny as uh, she went on and chris of course died way too early but that's going to be on dark side of the ring and then i want to send out some best wishes to you know we talk about really good young performers and dante martin uh, of aew Uh, he and his brother are tag team they are so much fun to watch and his brother was injured and missed almost a year and then over the weekend at the ring of honors uh, event in a tag match with penta uh, something happened with the ladder. Dante Martin broke his lower leg and broke it pretty bad, and he's out at least nine months to a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, just remember, it's fake, Dave. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not even close. But, yeah, you know, that's that's great, Dave. That's great. There's a lot of good good things going on and and, you know, local stuff going on. I know – um, you, you know, people, if they're interested in Salt Lake City wrestling, there's a lot of cool stuff going on around here. And, you know, we've got some pretty good little promotions around here. And, uh, you know, go out, even if you're not in Salt, here in Salt Lake, find your local show. You know, uh, real quick, I'll tell you, you know, we went to the, we spent some time in Nashville last week and, um, we went. We had the opportunity to go see the Grand Ole Opry, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the performers at the Grand Ole Opry, they thanked everybody for coming out tonight, and they said how important it is to support live music. They said it doesn't matter. They said go to your local bars, go to your local parks, go to your, you know, little venues, support live music, and she says I can't emphasize enough. To support live music and and so i you think the same for us with professional wrestling i mean support live professional wrestling your local right. companies the wwe doesn't need your money i know that i know that see people like what and they always say oh well we're watching you know these other ones it's not like watching the wwe it's because it's not the wwe right you know it's it's their their own writers, their own fun. These guys are trying real hard. They all have full time jobs. Support those guys. Don't support Vince paying off his hookers. <laughs> Ooh yeah, you got that one right, Bubba. So, yes. So, there we have it. Okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna step down off my soapbox now, and uh, and pass the torch to Dave to close us out. Okay. Well. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, Zane. Of course, we always uh, enjoy when we get together and we have a, a, a real good time. Chris uh, is uh, extremely busy with his job right now. He's having to take some some uh, courses to be able to keep his job, so we wish him the best. And uh, we're going to have some big news coming from Chris soon, okay? I can't cool. say what it is cool. uh, because I promised him I wouldn't. But uh, we you know, will have some big news for Chris. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those times uh, 
the controversy in professional wrestling, but also a lot of good stuff. And like I, I said, uh, you said, is get out there and try to support the local guys, the little guys, and take the family, take the kids, and explain to people, I think when you get the chance, if you're a wrestling fan, to explain to people what professional wrestling is and what it isn't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when people yeah. understand it, because I've had a few of my friends really start understanding wrestling now, and I talk to people every mm-hmm. once in a while, and I explain, oh, 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 you know, the storytelling and, and how it might be predetermined, but, man, these guys, they get hurt. Grayson Waller mm-hmm. uh, from NXT, the cane shots, the kendo stick shots, his back was hamburger meat uh, against uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, Gargano beat him like a government mule. When you explain <laughs> what these guys and what they do, putting their lives and their bodies online, but they do it for the same reason that someone gets on stage and acts or sings, like you said, live music. Mm-hmm. They love it. They do it because they do. it brings joy to so many people and they enjoy tombstone jesus is is a wonderful example how much he brightens up when he's talking to kids yeah man loves that aspect of professional wrestling so tombstone we love you man absolutely absolutely you know uh uh you know dave let's just keep keep positive keep keep thinking good thoughts and and it's still a good time to be a wrestling fan, and and uh, we'll catch you on the next one, huh? That's right, Bubba. Okay. Hey. Okay. Uh, let me turn oh, this good, off. So good I job, man. So if I don't get something going here. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Wrestling was an essential service. Yes! 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 Pro yes! wrestling from a fan's yes! perspective. Correct. The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. Well, if you want a rematch, you are getting one. <laughs> this is Turnbuckle Track. Kind of gets my veins poking out and my eyes get all bloodshot for a minute. Who else is tired of this story? You, you write that check to Susie Boom Boom. Kowalski, yes. Yeah. I was going, me, 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 me. Before he got beat uh, by the Iron Chef. The Iron Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Financial people that got some money. You can only have a steak for so long before it's time to get playing. That makes sense. Okay, talk to me like I'm not, talk to me like I'm not a financial person. Because <laughs> I, I tried to, I texted you. <laughs> That's easy you to do, Zach. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, oh, don't be self-employed, they said. You'll make all this money, they said. <laughs> yeah, that's... My hat's off in my hair, too, to these guys. It's like uh, a Ford owner saying, I'm tired of you and going to Chevrolet. Let's, um, let's shift those gears, baby. Let's oh. move on to the... Let's get some meat! You're not as young as you used to be. Your face was round. You looked like the Kool-Aid man coming down the aisle. Want to get some meat, no water, no vegetables. I just want the one-man human sweat going. To break out the, uh, break out the bacon here. <laughs> Take it, run. Well, steal the bacon, Dave. Steal okay, the bacon. I'm going to steal the bacon right here. I will yeah. never 
ever, 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 made I say, ever. Does that make sense? Hey, talk to me like a nut. Talk to uh, marshmallow fluff does not belong on peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> and pineapple belongs on pizza. <laughs>